Hey, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the app because I think it's really important. And <laughs> I think the app has done pretty well, but it's not like I was watching this YouTube video today about aligning your goals, you know, all the time, focusing on what your main goal is and doing that, right? Doing the thing that actually you you set out to achieve rather than doing something completely different just because someone else's opinion of what you're doing is that way. So when it comes to launching my app, I found that, you know, my goals aren't really aligning with everyone else's. Like every single person wants to push me to monetize it in some way of shape or form. Every single person, right? And that's what they want to do. They want to push me to, um, to do something, like to do some, to create something that either Monash will buy or put some ads on it in some form or put some um, like targeted advertising or something like just do something that will make you money. Right. But why? I don't get it. I don't want to make, I didn't make the app so that I can make a fuck ton of money and get out of here. <laughs> like that would short circuit the process completely. I want this to be like a, a 30 year thing and that would make it so quick. And I don't really, I don't even want that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, that's my eventual goal. But when I clarify it, I actually want to get the process of getting there and not the actual goal itself. Like, yes, yeah, selling it to Monash is like my final goal, that sort of thing. But when I clarify it, it's actually the process of getting to build an app that I can sell to someone that's, or I can use to make money. You know, that's what gets me up in the morning. It's not, I can now sell this to Monash and lay back on my bed because building the app was hard. No, it wasn't. Building the app was a freaking, it was so enjoyable that I want to do it again. I just love the grind. Like, <laughs> I just feel like the other people's opinion of how I should live my life, how I should monetize the app, that's kind of dictated where I want to take this. I hate the direction that it's going on, see right now. I hate the, all the marketing bullshit that I'm doing. Like it's cool, but it's not feeding to my, um, hey, I'm not doing, I'm doing the marketing rather than doing the development. Whereas I'm much better at the development than the marketing. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Um, and so it's not feeding into my happiness, nor is it feeding into my the leveraging my skills. So I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> yeah. And it's also the fact is that I only have a limited amount of time at Monash. So if I want to move on to a different app, I should probably do that sooner rather than later right get that experience in my belt and build something to build something new and then try and run that and see how how that goes um yeah just keep building that's what i enjoy like and these people want me to make money off of it like if it's their specialty let them market it clearly it's not my specialty yeah um, that's my thoughts for the moment. I, I want to stop myself from getting into this mentality 
of looking at other people and their opinion and being like, that's what I should do. Because that's not what I should do. I should do what will make me happy. And that's building the new features that people want. And secondly, so there's two things really, building features that people want and moving on to a different app, which might serve an even bigger population and a bigger problem. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. All right. I'm going to see how I can do that best. So, yeah. I hope that was interesting. <laughs> All right. Talk to you soon. Hey, guys. So, I also wanted to record a segment about just um, how this app, this new thing that I've created, the story of it. Sorry. I just want to document the story of it and kind of where I'm taking it from here onward. I don't want this thing to, the app or the podcast or just anything that I'm doing right now, I don't want anything to go famous yet because I don't want the fame. I literally do not want people coming up to me being like, you're a somebody. You know, it's, it's just, it's not me. And I feel like the more and more that I market this thing, that's what I'm turning into, which I don't really want to be. You know, I just want to be this guy who, um, that's not my end goal. My end goal is not to be a marketing guy. It's my end goal is not to be famous. Full stop. Right? And I've, I think that, you know, I'm kind of going the reverse direction right now. And like, it's not the direction that I want to be going in. So, it's kind of a challenging time for me because I need to be able to, um, I need to be able to actually do the development. I need to be able to actually get this app into as many users' hands as I can without getting all egotistical and all, and without getting all like, you know, become, without becoming a somebody, which I, don't, I really don't want. I really do not want that. That's scary scary to me um yeah so that's where i'm at so far i just wanted to give you like a brief history of where it's come and how i created something with now about 500 users and good feedback as well i mean how i'm developing this thing like crazy after this like there's a lot to there's there's where places to go but i also want to kind of recognize where i've been and how much i've come up long like how far this thing has come along in time that I developed it so back in um, back last year actually end of last year there were a lot of people well, specifically like four people who I had this hack this crazy hack that I used to use so what it used to do is it used to expand everything on Moodle and then it used to parse all that data so it used to just grab that grab all of the code from the web page, so the HTML code, and then put it on a separate web page. And what that did was that, then I was able to say, okay, um, on a separate web page, I can view my content for all my units. So it used to expand every, it's, it was like a, so for you, for those of you who don't know what Moodle is, what Monash is, what, um, what this whole thing is about, um, so, back last year, I had this, this hack where it would give you all of the weeks of your content. So, for example, here we've got subjects, right? You've got 
four subjects. You normally do three or four subjects a semester. And each of those subjects has weeks. So individual weeks where you've got lectures and then tutorials that you do. That's mainly the layout that we follow at Monash. Right? And when you're doing these subjects, you have these weeks. And these weeks, lecturers put up content for you to do in each week. And what happens is that uh, Moodle, which is the learning management system where the lecturers put up the content, it doesn't show it quite as nicely. And I know this whole thing about like 10xing it and this whole thing about oh, you have to be better than, not, you don't have to be just a little bit better, but 10 times better than what's already out there for you to even get noticed. Um, and I've kind of recognized that and over the past few weeks I've kind of been working on the idea to try and distinguish it from everyone else and that might be something I'll talk about that later because that's definitely something to consider and it might be why I fail and that's okay and you know the rest we'll talk about that a bit later but right now my focus sorry uh, before my focus was just to get something out there you know the amount that I learnt by building this app not only in terms of the technical skills but also just the skills to market, the skills to um, to make something, right? To build something on my own, whereas everything else was done for someone else while they paid me. It just it makes sense. It just makes sense to me. I saw an opportunity, saw something cool that I could do. You know, wanted to get involved, and here we are couple of months later finished the app mostly and um, yeah going pretty strong so I'll, I'll give you a, a brief overlook so after that we had the initial prototype which was a it didn't work well let's just say that it, it was terrible like it looked awful functionality wise it was okay like it would do some you know, some really good things like uh, show your units, show like content of folders, show um, all of the like a summary. It would show a summary of what Moodle should look like. Yeah, and that was fine. Like that was amazing. I wanted that's that's all I really wanted to be honest. And after that, though, I, I started to realize that hold on, this doesn't look pretty at all, and it doesn't even look it doesn't even look usable. And then I got into, okay, how do I make this damn thing usable? How do I make it so that like hundreds of people can get onto this? And back then I was just using, so the website itself was built on HTML. So it was basic HTML and it was just a template, a bootstrap template that I used from Material Design Bootstrap. And the extension itself was just an extension. It was an HTML page. It was an HTML page, and yeah, it was very, very basic. It was like, yes, it was doing some fancy shit, um, and yes, it was still manipulating the DOM, like it was still injecting code onto the page. However, I got a lot of feedback from that. It wasn't very good feedback. It wasn't like, like for example, I still get feedback now, and it's amazing the feedback that I get and I thank everyone who gives me feedback because that's what helps me. You know, at the end of the day, if I didn't get feedback, that'd be then because I wouldn't be able to improve anything. But 
by getting feedback, I'm able to kind of iterate on it and be like, okay, what else can I improve? Yes, I can improve that. Let's have a look at what it, it takes, like what sort of, um, what it would take to improve that feature. And then I, I churn that out. Like I write it and release it. And the good thing is because it's Chrome, because it's a Chrome extension, it is super easy to distribute. Like it takes 20 seconds to distribute it because all I have to do is upload it to the Chrome Web Store and then Chrome makes sure that it's distributed to every single person who uses the extension. It's amazing. It's actually freaking amazing that they can do such a widespread distribution for us without me having to do absolutely anything. <laughs> it is super cool. And the fact that it only cost me like 50 bucks to get the whole thing set up, like my god. If even actually, like, website cost me nothing pretty much, like 10 bucks a year, or 15 bucks a year. And then that's the hosting, that's, sorry, that's for the domain, that's all that I used. And the Chrome extension thing, it costs one time fee of like 15 bucks. That's it, that's it, you're done. Like you never need to pay for anything again other than the domain. So, and it's really scalable as well. Like, if I need to, I can scale this to 10,000, 100,000 users easily, right? Because I have that architecture of not only the Chrome Web Store supporting me, but also the, um, uh, not Moodle, sorry, not Moodle. Um, yeah, the, the, Firebase hosting that I have right now is also pretty scalable. Like, okay, if I have 100k users, I might there might be a problem. But Firebase is really good for startups and like getting something up and running and getting some users on it. So I'm, I'm really impressed by how how well it works, honestly, because it has been such a game game changer for me. Um, yeah, it's just amazing. <laughs> yeah, so. After this, it, I'm gonna. Sorry, before this happened, so I had that release, right? So that was a, a kind of a wireframe prototype type of release. That was downloaded by about 70 people. The post was liked by about 150 or something. Um, and we actually had like 70 downloads. So pretty good, right? Uh, we, we assumed that because, and it was a correct assumption, I think, we assumed that because people were. Um, because people didn't really know, sorry, they weren't at uni, right? So they weren't using the extension, right? That, that pretty much made sense. But the people who were into this kind of thing, they downloaded it. And I think a lot of people did download it just because it's, it seemed cool. And yeah, we got like a couple of years, we got about 60 or 70 users. And I, I had enough there. I was like, cool. Oh my gosh, these people are going to use the extension. And then they, they, they kind of slowed down a little bit. Um, there were still quite a few people using it, but it wasn't that many. Obviously, because many people, yes, they were doing summer units. Some of them were doing summer units, but the majority didn't care. And then we're like, okay, some of the feedback that we got was A, we needed to have it more, less, well, the, the prompt needs to be less integrated needed to be less integrated because it just looked like it was part of the page and no one saw it and then the the extension itself so the the other page 
should have been inside the actual page, the injected into the page. So like we should modif we should have modified Moodle from the get-go. Instead of having just like one small prompt on Moodle saying click here to go to the actual app and then having the actual app be on a separate page, instead put that fucking page onto Moodle. I didn't have this idea and someone else brought it up with me. Um, I, initially I had concerns about like, what if they don't like to use it? What if like, um, what if you know, it's too out there, it's, it obtruses something that's major. But then I thought about it and I'm like, what fucking feature do I use from the Moodle homepage? And the answer was nothing. Um, and shit, oh, sorry. And then through that, I was kind of like, okay, if I'm not using any feature, other people probably aren't as well. And I decided at that point that it was worth it to replace the entire thing, A, to make it much more easy to use, and B, to allow people the freedom to say, okay, well, I want the Moodle page to look like normal, fuck your extension, that's fine. Like, delete the extension. I'm okay with that. But <laughs> if you try, if I try to do half acid, right? If I try and not take over their page, people won't even look at the extension. That's worse. Instead, replace Moodle. Yes, some people might uninstall it, but who gives a shit? At least you've got a user base who's using the add-on properly, who's using the extension properly. <laughs> there was this one guy, right? Funnily enough, he turned off cookies, which I know it's a privacy thing, and I get it, why do people do that? Um, but he turned off cookies, and then he uninstalled the extension, and the reason why was, oh, I can't be fucked turning the cookies back on. Like, come on, dude, I need cookies to use, you know, to get the data from uh, the, sorry, I need cookies to be able to store to local storage, right? I need to be able to access local storage. I don't need cookies for that. I don't know why, but Chrome just it needs that. Yeah? And I asked for permission. And, like, I had to make a step-by-step -step guide on how to properly enable cookies. And so I made that guide, and then some guy installed it, and then he's like, oh, I don't want to enable cookies. Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> he went into the trouble of installing the fucking extension, and then he realized that, oh, it needs cookies. I'm not enabling cookies. Yeah, bye-bye extension. <laughs> like, who the hell did that? That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I, so honestly, after that, after that initial, you know, 70 people burst of users, I was like, okay, this has some sort of demand. It might not have a lot of demand, but at least it has some form of, yeah, there is some form of demand for this sort of thing. And I realized this and I'm like, okay, well, um, I should capitalize on this. Like I should um, be like, okay, how do I improve the extension? How do I um, target more users? And I did that by making the UI a lot better. Obviously. And it was kind of obvious that this was a prototype, right? Like, when I released that thing, it looked absolute shock horror. It looked like absolute shock horror. When I tell you it looked bad, I mean, like, you could not use it without telling 
that a fucking um, student made this. That's how bad it was. And I think when something is that bad, when it, like you could clearly tell that it was a prototype. And that kind of upset me. So I got a UI design. Well, someone contacts a, uh, one of my friends. He knows a UI designer and. Uh, the UI designer, I'm glad that he had to, he uh, wanted to help out because I wanted some, you know, ideas on how to make it look better because it was horrible. Uh, the usability sucked, but just in general, like, the UI just did not look good. So, once he got on it and he made some mock-ups, I really liked them. And I was like, okay, how do I capitalize, on, like, how do I use these mock-ups to make them look better? You know, what do you know, a couple of weeks later, I made those, sorry, oops. I made those on, um, I made the mock-ups in reality, and guess what, um, looked amazing. At this point, remember, the old extension is still up, like, I have not published anything, I did not publish anything until, like, a week before semester started. And like all those 70, 80 people who were using the old extension, they were immediately on the new version. Yeah? And it's so amazing that you can do this. And like, when I started, when the extension started off, what ended up happening was people were like, oh, you already have like 80 users. Might as well give it a shot. And then that became 100, and that became 200, and that became 300. You know, and then we get into like fucking rich territory. <laughs> Wait, no, let's just go back here. So, and then we get into like good demand for this thing. Like we we hit so many people. There were about a thousand people on the web page on the first day. I think about three hundred decided to try the extension out. And the thing is, this thing. It's amazing because it takes over. That idea was really nice because it allowed me to be sure that people were using it. Right? Anyone who used the extension fucking used it. Like, there's no one who just passively used the extension every now and then. Because it takes over your entire fucking learning management system and it's the only one at Monash. So, like, if you want to access anything from your subject, you got to go through that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. And then that's how I got more and more popular. And now it's like at 500. I'm going to try and get it to more, like 1,000, 2,000. Um, and yeah, people are using this thing every day. So, yeah, that's where we're at so far. All right. Nice talking to you all. I hope that was insightful. I hope that was helpful for you guys. And yeah, if you do have any other tips, suggestions for this podcast, please leave them below. And thank you so much for listening. Please check out my blog at deeply diligent, sorry, at deeplydiligent.github.io slash blog. And I'll chat to you all again soon. See ya.